Welcome back to the podcast. We always are talking about that we want to help you multiply your ministry because God didn't call us to have a one ministry mindset, to just start something that begins and ends with us and that's as far as it goes. Uh, God has called us to start transformational movements that spread through the good news of Jesus Christ. And so here's what I know about starting movements. They don't revolve around one person. A movement. It can start with one person, but they don't revolve around one person. Uh, a ministry can only grow so far when it revolves around one person. Even churches that have ten thousand people, you know, uh, that are that are attending, they can only go so far if they don't have a system for raising up and empowering other leaders. And so, if you're an older leader, and unfortunately, I am defining that for these purposes as over forty. Uh, you probably grew up seeing the typical top-down ministries that revolved around a seasoned leader. That's that's what you grew up uh, seeing. And, uh, you know, listen, experienced leadership is huge. And I actually think it's undervalued today. I actually think it is undervalued. However, another huge issue is, is seasoned leaders becoming lids for their ministries because they struggle to know how to relate to and empower and release younger leaders. And so episode 20 was about five things that young leaders need to know. And so today I want to hit some things that I feel like older leaders need to know in order to stay relevant in their leadership and inspire and empower the younger leaders on their teams. So first one, keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. It's easy to slip into management mode. It's easy to think in terms of just protecting what you built so far, uh, but it's very, very important to keep dreaming about the next big steps. It's it's important to, to still be exercising bold faith. Young leaders want to take on big issues. They want to be a part of something that is making a big difference. And, and so along the same lines as that first one, keep dreaming, okay? That's just the first step, but then keep taking risks. Sometimes we dream but then when we realize that's going to mean a risk, that's where the dream stops, right? Andy Stanley says, when you're more worried about who you're going to keep than who you're going to reach, the end is near. And I think that's really, really true. So what is the next big step for your ministry? Is it an online campus? Is it a new location? Is it training and sending a, a small group, a small core of, of church planters uh, to another city? Is it filling a huge need in, in your community that nobody else is addressing? What, what is it? And, and be careful about you know, not getting so locked into budgets that, that you can't dream and you can't take risk. I remember uh, saying to our leadership team, because I always wanted to keep that church planting, that, that multiplying mindset uh, ingrained in us. And from the very start, I used to say to our leadership team, listen, when we go to start the next church, you're going to say to, uh, you're gonna say to, 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 to me, you're going to say, we don't have the budget for that. And I told them, I am going to say to you, we didn't have a budget at all when we started the first church. So uh, it's just interesting, I think, that at some point uh, we become an organization and we become locked into budgets and, and that kind of thing. And, and then we start saying, I don't think that we're going to be able to take that risk. Now, this doesn't mean that you're reckless, right? But it does mean that if you think that God is leading you towards something, you should start stepping out and taking steps towards it. Don't, don't hold back toward, toward beginning to take the steps in that direction. In one case, we really felt strongly that, that God was leading us to plant uh, a location in, in Irwin, uh, which, we, which is there now. But honestly, we didn't, we didn't even have, we didn't know who the pastor was going to be. 
But we took steps. We kept taking steps. We kept working towards uh, forming a small uh, small group of people out there, a core team uh, uh, that, that we were encouraging to live missionally uh, in the town of Irwin. And so we just started taking steps. They started meeting uh, to... Uh, to talk about disciple-making principles and things like that. And, and so we just started taking steps, and eventually God showed us how that path was going to go. Now, before we get to the next one, let me, let me just say this. Be careful about dreaming and not taking any risks uh, or not taking any steps. Be very, very careful about that. Young leaders are very idealistically driven. If you start talking about you know, new churches to, to spread the gospel, they're going to get excited about that. If you're talking about, hey, church planting is the way to go, they're going to get excited. They're going to be all in. With, I mean, they're going to say, that's okay. Then next year we start in a church. And you know, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Next year? You know, so, so like, I mean, they're all over it. As soon as you mention it and you say, hey, I think this is the way to go, they're all over it. And you can't, you can't hold them back at that point. Uh, and, and so uh, if you're talking about doing something about drug abuse issues in your community and the heart that Jesus has for people who are trapped in that world, uh, they're going to be all about it. But if you never take any steps and you're not willing to start risking to do anything about those things, you're going to lose your best young leaders. And, and I've seen this. I've seen this for one church that said, our intention is not to become just bigger and bigger and bigger and become a mega church. Our intention is to, is to continue to spin out and plant churches in, in other communities around the region. That's, that's what our goal is. Uh, and, and, they, and they had a great young staff that was all in on that. And they were so excited about church planting, church planting, church planting. And then when the church filled up, they started building uh, a building fund and they built a, a bigger building and uh, continued to do that until they were a megachurch. Um, and immediately what you begin to see is you begin to see some of those young, passionate leaders say, I think I'm going to head to the exit. Like, I'm, I'm going to go do something else. And a lot of them went actually into church planting uh, because of that. And so uh, we have to be careful about that, uh, that, we're not, uh, that we're not pumping people up, especially the, our younger leaders, pumping them up about something, and then we're afraid to take the steps uh, to head in that direction. The third thing is, is just this, empower young leaders. This is so important. In the old top-down models, um, that, that many older leaders kind of grew up watching and maybe they experienced is young leaders were, were just there to do what they were told and to, to, to serve their role, do what they were needed to do. That's, that's what they were there for. And not only does that approach completely miss the fact that they are just as called and gifted uh, by God as you are. Uh, now, they don't have the ultimate position of leadership. Uh, you know, there, there is an authority structure. That, that, that is true, and, and, and sometimes leaders struggle with that. But they are just as called and gifted. They're ordained of God, so to speak, as much as you are. Uh, and, and so it, it, it misses that whole point, but it also flies in the face of, of today's whole mindset uh, of, of young leaders. And so the idea that you have to earn the right to have a voice on staff is something that is completely foreign to young leaders that have had a voice about anything they wanted to weigh in on since they were first handed their first smartphone. So you have to think about that. Your goal is to raise up leaders, not minions. Okay, your goal is to raise up people that can take areas of ministry and run with them. Your goal is to raise up and hire people that you would want to have a seat at the table immediately. You want to hear from them. You want their input to shape the ministry. You have to be a very secure leader in order to do this because you will not always get your way. When you begin to truly empower young leaders around you, you will not always get your way and that's okay. 
as as long as as they're not getting as long as the organization is not getting off track with the mission or straying theologically, everything else is on the table and can be hashed out as a team. So you aren't looking to delegate tasks; you're looking to raise leaders and expand the talent and creativity of your team. The fourth thing is this. This is really, really, really important for older leaders. Keep growing. Keep growing. Our experience is is really important because we've seen a lot of different scenarios, right? Uh, we we we've learned what motivates people. Uh, we've seen God work through the high times and the low times. We've learned not to overreact to either, and that is a very very important lesson that that, that as older leaders we've seen. We know what it means to keep you know a steady vision and and work toward that over the long haul. Uh, we we we've learned how to uh, deal with with uh, conflict wisely. So many things that we've gained from our experience, but we have to be aware that there's a dark side to experience as well. It can cause us to be set in our ways. Our past successes can become our prisons. Um, we can, can sometimes struggle to separate principles that are transferable from generation to generation uh, from principles that actually only fit at one time in one time period. And for that reason, it's really, really important that we keep growing, that we're reading books, we're reading blogs, we're listening to podcasts, we're continuing to grow. And, and it's great to look at your staff and say, hey, I listened to this podcast and I, t- I took some fantastic things away. I had some huge red flags about that, though. Let me just tell you what, you know, what I was concerned about uh, from that. That's OK to do that. Um, sometimes we're frustrated that young leaders don't care about our experience. But here's what I find. If they believe that you're growing and that you're willing to keep growing, they'll value your experience more. It's not always the case, but I, I find that that generally is true. All right, the last one. We still need you. That's the, that's the one thing that I, I, I want you to know as an older leader. We live in a time where it feels like the leaders of all the biggest ministries are young and hip. Whereas pastors in the past may have started to wonder if they should head to the exit and retire like 65, I think pastors are wondering that earlier and earlier now. And I just want to say relevance is not an age. I think, you know, you have the experience to be relevant to people raising small kids. You've been there. You've done that. You have the experience to to be relevant to people who are raising teens. You've been there. You've done that. Not in this generation, but you have been there and you've done that. You have the experience of growing a marriage through many, many stages, right? You've been there. Um, I will say this. Just run your illustrations by some younger staff members, Uh, I, I I took a flyer last weekend and actually like referenced the Pollyanna movie. I I know. Actually, I followed it up by saying some of you don't know what that is, but you have Disney Plus, right? So I, I brought Disney Plus in, so I almost kind of got it back to relevance. But uh, probably if I had asked uh, younger staff members about that, they would say you got to figure out a different way to say that. Nobody knows what Pollyanna is, right? Uh, and so. Uh, and so run those illustrations by uh, younger generations and, and, uh, and, and get their uh, perspectives, right? Uh, but your ministry experience and your grounding in the Word over years and years and years gives you a perspective that the younger generation needs. We still need you. Uh, they often struggle with, with uh, trying something for a year, and if it doesn't work the way they hoped, then they're out. Right. And so that 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 leadership of long term focus is something that you really bring to the table. And so, you know, so some of you really need to hear this. You are extremely important to what God is doing for his kingdom right now. You are still 
very, very, very important to what God is doing right now. And so those are the few, a few things that I felt like were super important for older leaders to hear. Again, a couple, a few podcasts ago, we did uh, younger leaders. And, uh, and maybe I didn't get everything that you think. I'd love to hear your comments. I'd love to, to, to get your feedback and, and hear some things that you think older leaders need to hear as well. But if you uh, enjoy the content, I hope you'll make sure uh, like, subscribe, and share if you appreciate what we put out. And we will catch you next month.